And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. We're back for night two of Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys Binge. Did you miss us? How many times did you go back and watch those episodes from last night? It's crazy town goodness, right? Oh, my God. It was so awesome. I'm just like, I need to watch it more, and I don't have enough time in my life. Exactly. It was four episodes, but still. I did go back and watch some of the Jenniferisms. Yeah, it's they were great. You know, the only <laughs> thing I'm kind of bummed about is, I guess there was a falling out between the Hue lighting system and sci-fi. I miss that so much. It was awesome. That would have been amazing, especially with the vests. Was, I still I still love it whenever the lights flicker, like just on the on the show to let us know something's going on with time. Well, that's how it was before. I mean, when they had that going on, and they don't have it with any of the shows anymore, so I guess there was solely something that went wrong. But they did that. The lights would flicker when they were splintering, and it would turn red in the intro, and I thought it would have been so awesome this year, but no, it didn't. And my first letdown on that was when The Expanse aired, and it didn't happen anymore. I was like, bummer. It was such a great experience. I really wish they would. I, somebody needs to get that stuff going on because it's it's very cool. Well, you know they're rebranding, so they may just do that. Yeah, we got to talk looking about into all the fandoms. We got to talk about that rebranding thing later, at some yeah. point in time. That logo is hideous. I'm just saying it right now. Yeah, it reminds me of like '80s mess. Uh, yeah, '80s man. Yeah, Pac-Man. and if you haven't seen the new sci-fi rebranded logo, it's f- yellow. And clunky looking. And big, gigantic block, uh, yeah, font thing. and Yeah, yeah whereas the, the one now is really sleek, and yeah, I like it's, it. it's there, and it's a little, you know, sci-fi fiction, and this is more retro, and it doesn't get the same feeling. I don't, yeah, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I just, I'm not feeling it. I've been well, with I'm not feeling some- the logo, but I am very much in with all the stuff that they're looking to do. They're very much trying to get back into um, a lot of the you know, science fiction stuff. They have the horror stuff, um, and they, they want to do a couple other things as well. So, again, we'll talk about that in more detail um, uh, another time. I, I'm Yeah, I'm just the logo. Yeah, been with sci-fi since the beginning. Yeah, this is the only logo <laughs> that I'm just not with. I'm just there. Yeah, okay. So, but they will be doing stuff with Comic-Con. I think Zach Levy mm-hmm. is going to be hosting um, some stuff. Yeah, they, the did, they did mention going to more cons, which would be nice. Yeah. Oh, that'll be awesome. Get out there to stuff. Because you know we're with it. We're there. So, oh, Absolutely. Before we break down the second night of Sci-Fi's epic three uh, season three binge, just want to remind everybody to head on over to purefandom.com. Check us out over there. If there's a show or movie you love or comics or books or anything else, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. So, Court, let the good people know how they can reach us. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Also, you can follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. Like he said, so many things being posted over there about um, different TV shows and movies. If you like it, somebody's covering it. Um, check out Pure Fandom on Facebook as well. And you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, we're on Facebook, right? We are on Facebook a couple of times. So um, you want to make sure that you drop in to Brad and Court Talk podcast group where we pretty much talk about everything that we like, whether it be movies, books, TV. Um, if we're watching it, we're talking about it. Also, if you checked out Van Helsing last season when it was on, and if you didn't, I don't know why you didn't because it's amazing. 
Um, it's on Netflix and we have a pretty lively group over there. It's a pretty gr- big group. Um, and it gets more active, especially as the show gets closer. Mm-hmm. So, and I know we sometimes have some of the cast members that'll stop by. Yes. It's very so awesome really to cool. talk to them. Uh, a lot of good chatty people over on Van Helsing. We're hoping to talk to more of them this season. Uh, we're doing Winona uh, Earp next. We're, so we're kind of hoping to hear from some of those people as well. Mm-hmm. The 12 monkeys people, they weren't allowed to talk to anybody. Well, that's because of the nature of how the show was dropped. I did um, an interview last Friday. It was like a conference call interview with a couple other um, websites and things. And um, we got to talk to Amanda and Aaron about the season. And they talked about, you know, the way that the the format that it was dropped in. And Aaron loves that we can binge it. He loves binging things. And um, Amanda's advice was just to take a break every now and again. Don't sit there the whole time. But like the way that this show is right now, like I was talking about um, last night, like I don't know if I would have survived a month um, just going through those four episodes. Like I like the way they did this. It feels like that they they created the episodes knowing that they were going to do it as a binge. Uh, very much so. I mean, you could just sit through and we'll go with it. It's, there's no, you know, monster of the week or anything like that going on. It's one steady movie broken up into different right. episodes. Right. And Aaron also mentioned that he felt like you could catch more and you were into the story more if you could binge it. Like it was just natural to keep going to follow the lines of the story. And it made things make more sense if you were still watching and that you weren't trying to remember, oh, yeah, what happened last week? What happened two weeks ago? I totally agree with that because with this show, I mean, we got so much time traveling going here, there, there, and everywhere. If you wait for, you know, four weeks for episode four, or if we were waiting until, you know, five weeks for episode five like now, you'd be kind of like, yeah, hold on. Who was what, when, how? Right. Yeah. We'd be like, okay, so so when did that all happen? All right. Yeah. Well, can I want to mention one thing before we jump in with causality? Sure. One thing I forgot to mention from um, the last episode, uh, was it Brothers? Mm-hmm. I, I liked seeing Cole, um, after he killed Ramsey, he went to go find, he went to find her. He went to see her. And, like, she would have no idea who he was, and she oh, was no. kind of scared of him. But, like, he's like, come home. And then he gets there, and she's coming back. Mm-hmm. It was it was just, it was a perfect moment. Yep, had to go back in time and see her, because, you know. You're there. It felt very full circle. He hadn't seen her forever. I mean, that's kind of one of the things. That's who she's who he's searching for. It helped. Yeah. Didn't hurt her at all. She's just like, okay, who are you? Are yeah, because he was wearing a hood. Weird so. guy. Weird guy. Yeah. I'm going to see you again in a couple of years. Yep. <laughs> you won't know me then. But trust me, you will. <laughs> so what are we talking about tonight? Episode five through seven. Episode five was causality. So that's Jones's favorite, or it was Jones's favorite thing before mm-hmm. it wasn't. Right. For some Whatever reason. that means. Yeah, for some reason. We don't know why. Well, actually, we do know why after tonight. Yep. Assault on Monkey Mansion? Storm the castle? I like it. I want in. Uh-uh. Too risky. Causality snafus up the wazoo. <laughs> I got a better plan. Colby Adams Metropolitan Auction House. Incredibly posh, unbelievably snobbish. The year, 1989. If you're pulling a heist, I want in. Okay, fine. This place is for rich assholes. Well, Deacon might have the asshole part down pat. None of us pass for rich. But you have me authorized. How are you going to help us, Jennifer? It's 1989, you're four. No shit. 
Hello. Carolyn Markridge. Wealthy heiress, compulsive shopper, borderline hoarder. How are you? You're posing as your mother. Yes. Oh, so many more great Jennifer moments. Right. Can I just say that this episode was my favorite of the season? I, I like ha- period. I have to agree with you on it. It's just, yeah, there is oh, so okay. much. Yeah, because the, the past four episodes, as good as they were, they were very emotional and taxing. This this got us back to the roots of 12 Monkeys. We got to see an adventure with the four of them traveling back in time and dressing up in 80s wear, might I add. And, and, and the, like just doing a fun, fun episode. Doing a heist. And doing a heist. Heist episodes are always the best. I but watch the magicians. Yeah, I love Deacon. I want in. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. And his his Crockett outfit. <laughs> yeah, that was Miami yeah, Vice. That was the, the best ever. Uh, um, her explaining the whole entire thing. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Go go go. Uh, her, she's just going through the whole entire thing. I loved Olivia playing Jennifer. It was so out of character. It was perfect. Like she did. She she was dead on with that. She had all the Jenniferisms and her manner down. She nailed it. Me. Ugh. And then she grabs the fence at the end of it. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I, there were so many things about that episode. I love, I just, I love that intro. I mean, it's one of those things on shows like this. It shows her craziness, but the part that there's little parts that if you watch it, um, when she starts this out, she starts mm-hmm. saying, you know, what she has her plan for. Uh, Jones is like, uh, she, she, what well, Jones said something like this, uh, my day couldn't get any worse and worse or whatever. And Deacon's like, and here it comes. And then Jennifer just goes into full mode right there. <laughs> Cause he's like, and he knows what's going to happen. Uh, go back and watch that scene again. Watch Deacon. If you missed it. Oh yeah. It's classic. Cause he's like, and here it is right here. Here comes the crazy. Turn it on. <laughs> Like, but he enjoys it. Like, I enjoy it. It annoys the hell out of Jones. But yeah. Oh, well, how could you not enjoy Jennifer? She's so much fun. She just uh, <laughs> she makes no sense, and that's why she drives Jones is crazy. Jones crazy. Jones is all about the science and logic of things, and like Jennifer doesn't fit in that box. Uh, no, she just no, not at all. Doesn't fit in that box nowhere. <laughs> Uh, I like the different sides of Jennifer that we got to see this episode and, and we've seen them before her creative side, like her, um, her memories of the past and like how vulnerable, vulnerable she was, especially mm-hmm. in that, that scene with her dad. Right. And how she protected her or her younger self protected her. Like they were so cool. And they hit that whole, uh, okay, egg. All right, chicken. <laughs> Which came first, chicken or the egg? Hmm. It's hard to tell. They were both there at the same time. The little yeah. girl they cast to play as her was perfect, dead on. It was great. Yes. yes. And they did bring up good point. Who would Jennifer be if her mom didn't try to drown her? That was a massively defining point in her life. How would things have changed for her? She, Too much. She didn't like, want them to change. Things have to happen. And like she said, like it's that's something I've said about myself and different things that have happened to me. Um, like I like who I am. Like those things created me as mm-hmm. traumatic as they were. And that's who that's how Jennifer is. Right. That's how that works. I mean that's she would have never met her otter eyes. She may have I yeah, she wouldn't have met otter eyes. She wouldn't have uh created the 
her little gang of you know daughters and stuff like that. Who, yeah, it's hard to like tell her daughters that. and like her her time traveling family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Olivia had a plan with the entire thing going on. You know, you could just this episode. I mean, if you never thought Olivia was bad, you just know it. She was. Where there. have you been if you didn't think she was bad? I'm telling you, you can't trust her. Jones trust her. That's never a good idea. But you know, no. Uh, we finally find out the there was that piece of that word of the witness that was missing. Mm-hmm. Had a lot going on there with it, and that's what they're going to find because Olivia is the one who actually got the word of the witness hidden inside a painting. Mm-hmm. In which that's part of the heist. What yeah, that's the whole thing of the heist. Mm-hmm. Without that heist, they, and this is the heist that, that went wrong, too, because... Even though Jennifer had this whole causality thing going on and she was going to keep everything good and not different, uh, they still screwed it up by wanting to buy the painting, which made Olivia come to the auction house because she wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. At which point, future Olivia gets a nosebleed because she remembers things that didn't happen to her. I'm curious on that point, too, of how things happen in your mind. When you when your mind gets rewritten in the future, in different shows that we've seen before, like people remember both things. They remember what happened before and before the changes, and mm-hmm. they remember the new memories. So the both memories that how it lies. So I can yeah, see, I would yeah. think so. It, Although I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I mean, it should work like that for you, especially if you've had the injection. If you can exist outside of the time. If that makes any sense. Right. If you haven't had the inje- injection, we've seen this before with Jones and everybody. Like Cole would change something in the past and he'd come back to the future and then things would be completely changed. They wouldn't realize it, but he would realize it. Well, but that's not how that works for anybody who's had the shot. True. Yeah. So now, yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah. Because before, you know, came back and Jones had a husband. Yes. <sighs> so say we all. So say we all. Wish he would have come back. Come back. Right, he may come back when this is all over would, and they have a different timeline. I would, N- not that everything will have a happy ending. <laughs> I would be thrilled with that. I would be totally thrilled. Um, back at the auction house, you know, killing Ramsey was really wearing on Cole. He mm-hmm. was the one that kind of kept him grounded in his conscience, like he said before. Cassie decides to list the watch that she kind of stole from her son, the witness. And I'm just... I, I'm still at, at a loss on how she's going to end up back at the CDC. That just came up with the watch thing. So I, I don't know. I'm not asking that question, Brett. We tried that already. I know. I and just, it just leads us to this twisty circle. Every time we have a watch, I wonder. I wonder. That's it. <laughs> when the auction starts, Deacon's there. Deacon does not care what goes on. Jennifer is buying everything. And I'm thinking, of course. where is she getting this money to buy everything from? She doesn't have unlimited funds. Well, she does from her father. She has somebody credit card. From her father, husband? Or, or account. Yeah, her father, husband. Is that what it is? Because she's playing her father, her husband. I mean, he does show up there. So clearly he knows somebody is there acting like his wife. Well, that's because she maxed out the account. She was buying everything. I mean, she was bidding against herself. Right. Because it was shiny. <laughs> and they let her. Like, would they really let that happen? Yeah. Like, ma'am, you can't bid again. You just bid. You have to wait for somebody else That's to bid. That's one of those. How's your no, credit? No, I doubt. You got good credit? You got the money? You bid whatever you want to. 
<laughs> and she did give the ring to uh, uh, baby Jennifer. Yes, she did. Now, that's what I'm curious about. Where does that, does that ring ever show up again? I'm not sure if it has yet. So, or if has, it hasn't, we'll probably see it. Or has it before? Right. So, I'm not sure. I can't remember seeing it before. Okay. Somebody out there, watch all the episodes again. Let me know if that ring shows up. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it was a shiny thing, but Jennifer likes the shiny thing. So, it very well could have not been an attachment and just went away. And with this, since, you know, her father showed up and her credit got knocked out, she has to go try to figure out why she can't buy anything else and might kind of create a paradox when uh, baby Jennifer and daddy show up. Mm -hmm. What do you think was going on with that one? I like the whole thing with um, Deacon trying to rob everybody. Deacon creating his own distraction? (laughs) That that was the best distraction ever. Because he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. Like, Deacon likes to be of use. Like, he feels like he doesn't have a place right. in the, the whole the whole everything. Everybody has their own purpose of what they're supposed to be doing, but not necessarily Deacon. Well, I, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's always had an issue with what he's doing. And he's he's changed a lot since we first met him and first found out about him. Yeah, I thought he was just a bad guy, but no, we've seen him get a lot more layered, mm-hmm. which I like, which I always yes. like. He has layers. <laughs> um, Cole and Cassie, they have a little chat about the baby that was, mm-hmm. and um, of course, Cassie's super conflicted. Like she, she carried the baby for nine months, and for Cole, I guess it's just an idea. Yep, he didn't know anything, and it's just one of those things. Yeah. He didn't have any big connection to it because they were separated the whole entire time. Right. That and um, like he didn't even know she was still pregnant. Like he right. thought that had been erased. Right. Like, could you imagine erasing that? Well. Embracing that whole timeline and just knowing about it, but thinking that nobody else will ever know anything about it well, and kinda, that it doesn't exist anymore. Kind of the things that he's gone through before. I mean, things have been erased and they didn't know about it. Like Sam's son. And then Sam. Yeah, but this anyway, affected him Ramsey, like a lot more than ever. Yeah, not Sam's son, Ramsey's son, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer does get the map and does some copying <gasps> of the map. Ooh, Jennifer makes a discovery. Uh huh. Like uh, origin, mother, father. What? Uh huh. Yep. And um, Cassie and Cole are the parents. She looks upset. Yeah, she didn't know that part either. Yeah, but she puts her Primary hand Jennifer over it. Didn't know that. Yeah, she puts her hand over it when they do the copying, so no one else knows. Yeah, so she, she protects saves them. that part, and they realize that she protected them. And then she gets back there, and you know, Jones is all mad that she screwed up one thing, and everybody's like, "You did an awesome job, Jennifer, because you got everything." <laughs> yes, she did, except for the part that kind of really mattered to Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't know it. You needed the whole entire thing. I still want that Word of the Witness poster in here somewhere. Like, we'll, we'll create one, Brad. I, we'll figure it out. Tell Terry to give me one. I want to <laughs> get one printed out. I would buy that. They should put that on the store. I would seriously buy it and just scrutinize that thing. They That's probably should. why they it's don't amazing. want to sell it. Because <laughs> everybody would be scrutinizing going, hold on. Uh, like, maybe that's something that will come out when the show's over. Like, he doesn't want you looking too closely right now. Yeah, that'd be true. I can see that. So Cole gets Cassie's watch back for him. 
And then we jump to 1953 mm-hmm. and see the boy witness and Christopher Lloyd. He's in back to the past. Yeah. Got to go back to the past. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> back in time. You were listening to the news. Hmm? Oh, yep. No? Yeah. No, I'm good with that. Got to go back in time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than going to Uncle Fester. But, you know. Yeah. So um, I didn't expect to see their baby not being a baby. So their baby is no longer a baby at some point in time in the past or future or wherever they've had him. He's grown up into a little boy and he's a little preacher man. Well, he's just a little uh, making some drawings is kind of what he's doing. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got yeah, he's got some issues. Well, he's got some problems going on to him. He's got little otter eyes. Well, he we gets those from his father. <laughs> so anything else on this one? No, like I said, just one of my favorite episodes so far. I would have to agree with you. Jennifer is amazing. Uh, the Olivia scene as Jennifer, love that. She deserves an Emmy for that. I just, you know, one of those things. Also, the security guard, he was hilarious. I want him to be in it more, oh. but he probably he won't. He won't at all. No, no, no. I enjoyed him very much. Yeah, not going to happen. All right. What's the next episode? Nature. I wonder what that's about. Tonight, one of you will be chosen. Gather round, happy holiday time. Happy holiday time. What could go wrong on this episode? So much. Oh, look, Agent Gale's back. <laughs> Yay! And I can stop calling him Cone. Yes, you can stop calling because no one knows who he is. Um, remember last time we saw him, he mentioned that he had known Cole for a long time? Yeah. And this is it. I mean, he's been investigating the monkeys ever since they left the first time. Which, yeah, 1944. Yeah. Until 1961 when he, he died, right? Right. And he's been at it the whole time. I mean, that's been his kind of purpose. He's... He's Mulder. Yeah, and it's one of those things like we could see him at any point in time in the future still, too. We can. He still has some time, especially um, if he listens to what Cassie said. He has all sorts of time. (laughs) But, yeah, so apparently after his last encounter with brother and sister, not Cassie and Cole, um, he apparently he wrote that stuff in his report about time travel. Yeah. And he gave it to his uh, his. His, his bosses? Maybe not the best thing in the world to do. Just saying. Not if you want to keep your job and not be laughed at. Again, like Mulder. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. So he's been keeping an eye out um, at the Emerson for any strange going on. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, he got called there and it wasn't actually anything strange happening. It was just people in a room. Yeah. They were getting their hands on. They were getting stuffing things on. Getting it yeah. going. Uh, Jennifer goes back in time and gets baby Terry. She does. Yeah. And Jones is going to kill her. And I'm thinking that what my first initial thought on this was, okay, she's got Terry, baby Terry and big Terry. And mm-hmm. that's how the entire building blows up. I thought the same thing too. <laughs> I was like, Jennifer, what are you doing? Why do you have them so close together? At some point in time, they're going to crawl to each other. Uh, yeah. That, it, it's a paradox waiting to happen. Oh, for sure. It's it's the um the loaded gun. Or 
How does um, Deacon put it later on in this episode? A paradox in a half shell? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the witness shows up to see Jennifer, and a little Mm -hmm. vision freaks her out just a little bit. Oh, it freaked me out, too. Like, I I got really scared. Poor Jennifer. I'm like, is he really there? Why Mm -hmm. is she seeing him? I don't understand. What's happening? Cole and Cassie are searching down the the uh, witness and everything else going on. They end up in this little mining town. Oak Valley? Yep. And the mine blows up, and we have this whole uh, little silent hill moment going on there. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that vibe? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, there's actually a town in Pennsylvania where they had actually had a coal fire, and it's kind of like that, and it's all... You can't live there because the the entire town's pretty much evacuated because the coal fire has been going on for like century, for like decades now. I did not know that. That's yes. wild. We'll have to talk about that one day. There's a lot of wild stuff out there like that. That's actually like Silent Hill things going on. Anyhow, yeah. So um, they find out that this incident and uh, some other tragedies that have been happening around, um, like people, the families, the survivors. They disappear. Mm-hmm. And there's been, yeah, a lot of disappearances going on. So they're up to check that out. And they find out that the monkey's recruiter is Doc Brown. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> Creepy Doc Brown. Yeah, as you know, because Cassie poses as a, as a wife of one of the fallen men. And mm-hmm. he goes up to see her. And look who's there. It's Baby Pallid Man. Yeah, at first, I was like, who is this kid? I was like, is that the baby witness? As soon as he dropped the flowers, the lilac flowers, I was like, yeah. oh, you grew up to be creepy. Oh, yeah, and it hit Cassie immediately who he was. Right, is the flower thing. That's all it had to do with it. Oh, for sure. Oh. Like he, had the, he had a whole creepy thing in his eyes. Oh, definitely. One of the <laughs> things that got me on this episode, too, was well, right before this, they were putting together the map of the, uh, the word of the witness. And Deacon mm-hmm. was mad that he didn't, he wasn't on the word of the witness. Yeah. Again, that thing we talked about last week where he doesn't have purpose. Like he's, I wouldn't want to be on that map. But everybody else was on the map and people who weren't even on the map were on the map. And he just, uh, he's played a major part in so many things. He got Cassie out of Titan. He's done, I mean, he's had a lot of parts. Why isn't he on the map? Well, but you kind of talked about it. Was it tonight or last night where, um, Maybe it's the witness. Maybe there are things that he's keeping to himself. Well, because remember, um, what was the was, doctor's name? The one who saved him. It's like, he, nobody knows about you. You're my secret. Right. And that was the whole thing with the pallid man, too, is when Cassie escaped, he goes, well, that was never foretold. Right. So I, I could see whether there, there would be a reason not to put Deacon on the map. Like, I'm sure he has a purpose. Uh, he, I, he always has Let's hope it's not to cause trouble. <laughs> it's Deacon. It's to cause trouble. Yeah. Uh, where else do we got up here? Uh, so um, they have that scene with Doc Brown and Cassie and the little pallet boy. And Cassie is playing the widow, but she's not selling it. Like she can't, like can't tell that she's grieving. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's just playing. She's telling them a story and they can tell. So um, she starts telling them about something true about herself and the life that she and Cole had together before they lost it and about the baby and like the emotion, the rawness was there and Cole was sitting there listening to the whole thing. And like, that was just a really great moment. 
it, yeah, it sold the whole thing because that was her grief. And, you know, they yeah. buy it. She gets the invite to go uh, go to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was at that point that Cole really, really, he knew this already, but he really realized that, um, like, she, she was there, but she, she was going to try to save their kid. Oh, and like she wasn't going to try to destroy him. Well, she was trying to break the loop on everything because she goes out and tells Gail that he's going to die. Yeah. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, wreck it and see what happens. And she's like, yeah, don't tell him and see if he changes the way things are going on. But you know, as we know, the loop continued. Yeah. That apparently did not work out well for him because <laughs> he still died in the past episode. Oh, and we see that because... um at the end of the episode, um, when Pallet Man hands him that drawing of himself getting shot, right. like that was that whole moment of what the witness was drawing. Like the witness knows all these things, but he's not telling everybody. But then we still have this whole point with Gail. Things could change and he could still be alive. You know, he got shot, True. but he could still, <laughs> it's what anything can change on this show. I don't think it will. This is true. But I, like, I enjoy the character. I would love see, to see him again. So why not? I don't see why we can't see him before he dies again. Or does he really have to die? That's a good question. Time does not want to talk to Jennifer. She's <laughs> trying really hard, but it's not helping. But she is seeing visions. And okay, so we got the vision of the half body in the tank that mm-hmm. we literally saw, I think, in the first episode of the show, period. Season one, mm-hmm. remember the, the mm-hmm. outer eyes that we thought it was Cole at one point in time. Who is it? Yes. Is it Cole? Is it? I, I want to know who that is. And is it I, the witness? Re- I don't know. I, I don't really know. hope that Terry will grant us with an answer to that. Again, with that whole thing of things being dropped in and coming back later. So we'll see. There's got to be a We'll payoff. definitely see. If there is not a payoff next year, I will haunt him on Twitter until he tells me. Oh, we'll totally see. <laughs> so I think we will too. Mother is back. Vivian Rutledge, uh, mother of the Pallid Man, uh, member of mm-hmm. the Messengers. You remember that from last season early on? Yes. Yes. They do have a good sales pitch though. No death, no life, just a forever now. Buy into right, it. Right, forever in that moment in the Red Forest. And if you buy in now and you get two of your friends below you and that scheme, they'll have to pay you their happiness on up. They recruit extra friends and pyramid scheme. Never mind. Yes. And once you leave this tent, you can never ask about your friends and what happened to them. And you can never talk to them ever again because they'll be dead. Yes. And the witness arrives. And for the first time, Cole and Cassie are able to see their son. And they find out something interesting about their son. What's that? He's a primary like Jennifer. Yes. And that's how they've been communicating this episode. Yep. They've been talking a little bit and Jennifer's kind of got a weird thing going on with him. So the witness is a primary. Jennifer is a primary. The witness draws a face of the person they take. Mm -hmm. And they look around for him and it's a weird way to gain members. I guess everyone isn't chosen because those remaining were gassed. Well, and they can't keep the others around because they would know the secrets. Well, they did see people jump in and out of time, even though back in the 50s, they'd be like, okay, I have no idea what we just watched. (laughs) Right. But yeah, leave no evidence behind. So one of the messenger, no, one of the guardians is after Cole and Mm -hmm. he does manage to the, well, Cassie kills him, kills her. And that's where they get the jump vest from. Right. 
So that was kind of interesting. I forgot what her name was, but I guess it really doesn't matter. Deacon's still having issues on how he fits in. Right, but he does a really good job of helping Jennifer confront her own fears and mm-hmm. try to figure out. Like he's like, just go talk to it, talk to him. Well, yeah, his advice to Jennifer is the best advice ever because that kind of helps her jump in and tie in with the witness more. Yeah, I mean, she's got beyond a lot of the stuff I see in. dead people. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot going on. So yeah, he does. He fits in. He fits in, but he doesn't fit in. It's what it is. He, he's like a major character. Without his character, a lot of things couldn't happen. Yeah, like he makes things happen. Like he's necessary. Honestly, they are all necessary. So, like Hannah's name isn't on that thing, but she's necessary. This is true. Hannah's name isn't on there. So we could actually say we could have this like weird little flash over thing. So Deacon is basically like HR, right? Oh God! He gives yes. suggestions <laughs> to make people yeah. work better. Okay, if you watch Flash, you get that. If not, we'll move on. Anyhow, anything yeah. else about this episode? Uh, the female guardian was Lucinda, and the bald one is Hoakley. Okay. I still haven't figured out the young one's name. I have to watch that part again. Yeah, I, I missed that one also. So, next episode, what's this one about? What's this one about? Uh, so, the next episode, so we just saw nature. Now we're going to see nurture. And that kind of goes along with the idea of, um, you know, what, what, what we've seen before where um, Magnolia mm-hmm. was talking to Cassie about, like, she was raised to raise the child yeah. she was raised to nurture the child and to bring him up to be the witness right. like if cassie had raised the baby he could have com- turned out completely different all right let me hit my intro for this one Hi, Sarah. actually i'm not military this is not a navy installation uh, another great jennifer moment <laughs> So yeah, they they're nurturing this child. They're bringing this child up to be something different than what it should be. Right, and we make a very interesting discovery in this episode. Um, he has misgivings about the things that they they're teach they're teaching him and the things that he's doing. Like for me, when we saw him drop like the, the little gas canister in mm-hmm. the last episode, like I just thought he was exactly like the pallid boy. Like they had done what they could to poison him. Right. But like he's, they can still save him. I think. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. He's like, yeah, I don't want to kill all these people off. I'm not going again. But no, right. Magnolia's mean. Oh, she, she is. And you have the other guardian, um, the male teacher. Like he, he doesn't feel right about what they're doing anymore either. I think he actually cares about the boy, not as the witness, but as a little boy who he's helping raise. And like he doesn't want that life for him. Well, that's what he said. He was there to. Um to educate the boy and raise the boy, not the man to make the boy, right. not the man and Magnolia. No, she doesn't have any part about that. She just mean about that whole thing. And oh, he sees that too. I mean, the, the witness walks in and sees Magnolia doing, you know, choking this guy out and she's not that happy because he likes him. So not a good thing. No. And he wants to do things differently, but Hey, that's the whole, they're not raising, and see, this is the whole weird time travel thing because they're not raising the witness to be their witness. They're creating mm-hmm. the witness in their image, right? Right. 
And so you have that on one end of things. And at the end of the last episode, we saw um, Cassie and Cole follow them to that house. And so they know exactly where the witness is being held. And Cassie wanted to go in, but mm-hmm. like they need they need help. They need reserves. So we have that awesome speech from Jones at the top of the episode talking about sin and necessity. And it feels almost like that um, Jones and Magnolia are two sides of the same coin. Oh, yeah, I caught that, too. They both have their mission that they want to do. Right, um, right. And, like, p- the people around them are expendable. Exactly. I mean, Jones Jones cares a lot more than Magnolia does, but she's very focused on what needs to happen. Yeah, she's the boy is the key. One life for seven billion. Yeah. Um, the the witness is drawing quite a few paintings of uh, little drawings of Cole pointing a gun. Yes. That the other guardian is hiding away from Magnolia, and that's what she gets a little mad about. And do you ever think about this self-destruct button on those suits? They may want to kind of hide those a little bit. Too late. We've seen them, and Cassie <laughs> saw how it works. So, right. up close and personal. Deacon seems to know everything that's going on, uh, mostly. He knows it. Well, because he has that conversation with Olivia at one point. Right. But and he, you would think he would know not to talk to her. Well, he also knows when people are holding a secret, and that's what he tells Jones. You know. Yeah, but I think at that point he talked to Olivia, and she told him about the baby. Mm-hmm. Or did she? No, no, no. she didn't. No, she didn't. Because he looked, he looked very surprised when Cole told him at, at the end of this episode. He just knows that people are keeping secrets. Well, he doesn't because every time he's looking over, you got Cole and Cass, uh, Cole and Cassie over there talking and whispering to each other. Well, they've been um, apart for months. But it was more than that. It wasn't sweet misgivings or whatever. <laughs> they were, you know, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell Jones this. Yeah. We're going to time travel. You're going to stay here and you're going to find out stuff. Okay. Yeah, so Jones definitely knew something was up, and like she did what she had to do to figure out exactly what the problem was. Right. But I they, hated her reaction. Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that goes back with the single-mindedness. Like, she knows what has to happen. Like, she's kind of like Ramsey like that. Like, Ramsey liked Cassie, but to kill the witness, he was he was willing to kill her. Right. Well, you know, Ramsey trained Cassie to do all the fighting and everything, which is kind of ironic, you know, as <laughs> it comes back to bite him a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on. Um, Jennifer goes to hook up with the lab guy so they can get the the battery mm-hmm. to do the, um, what's it called? Um, was, it, was that an EMP? EMP. That was right. It was a little EMP battery they were going to do. So they'd set off the EMP battery, and it would uh, take out the suit so they couldn't jump, and they got way they that could was beat everybody up. In the meantime, Cassie goes back to see her mother, which I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. Catherine really. And she's getting a second opinion from her mother about the word of the witness. Right. And I think they, when they're talking about it, it, she said that it's written with contempt. So again, we go back to the whole thing where the little boy, he doesn't like the things that they're doing. And he or was, the witness doesn't really like the things that they're doing or he, that he's been taught. He hates what he believes to be true. Well, she also said that, you know, the witness is uncertain of who he is, mm-hmm. which is another good sign because, you know, he's not set in that one line like they're being told he is. Mm-hmm. And. You know, he has a lot of different things going on, which for Cassie, her mother died and she never got to do the closure thing. So her going to talk to her mother, I mean, and having a talk with him, it gave her the closure that she needed and also the information that she needed to find out that her son is not totally uh, 
batshit crazy insane. Right. They gave her the push she needed not to give right. up on him. Yeah. So there's something there that she can get from it. And, you know, her even her mom knows that she was tied to the document, the person in the document. Right. And she knew that she was somehow tied to, to Cassie. She's like, I know you. Like, how do I know you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, she doesn't really say, but she does say, you know, take your uh, daughter to the, uh, to the museum because she didn't do yeah. it. And she does. And Cassie gets a nosebleed because her mom changed the past. And we see that she gets new memories. And, yeah. Well, uh, that's right. We did see that point. I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes. We were like, how do I know when this happens? And we got to see that memory of her at the museum with her mom. So mm-hmm. a little good thing that happened there. Found out that things aren't really as bad as they thought. Oh, for sure. But you can see why the witness is still totally screwed up with Magnolia in charge. I mean, come on. Oh, for sure. He doesn't want to do what he's doing, and she's just totally messing things up, trying to form up everything. Jennifer is... No, go ahead. And I was going to say, Cassie went back to the facility, um, and Jones was waiting with the daughters. Right. Because they didn't trust what she was doing. They found out that the witness was actually her child. Right. So Jones traveled back, and um, she went to see at that moment when uh, Cole killed Ramsey. I don't think she knew that Cole did it. I think Cole let everybody believe that uh, 12 monkeys or uh, one of the army, a soldier, had done it. Right. Well, you said it was uh, that Ramsey had died. Yeah. So that made things a lot different. Right. And, like, they were brothers. What in the world would it take for Cole to kill Ramsey? Of course, it's Cassie. Well, Ramsey was trying to kill Cassie off, so there you go. And why would he try to kill Cassie, the witness? So she connected the dots really well. Mm-hmm. And um, like she really, really went after Cassie. And again, we come back to that, that whole hypocritical point where Jones did what she wanted to do. She got her daughter back. Actually, Cassie and Cole got her daughter back. Right. But I guess they can't have the same benefit. So Jones is holding Cassie hostage, and you, mm-hmm. know, you can't do anything, and you're stuck here. Kind of forgets a little bit about that uh, super duper vest that Cole came back with. Yeah, <laughs> which didn't Oops. work. Yeah, didn't work out well because guess who disappeared, and she's back in time. Yep. And I was really curious of how things are going to move forward. I mean, she's stuck there. She can't go anywhere. So Yeah, she couldn't get to the machine at all. Like, right. they were guarding it very heavily. And, and it, now that they, they know that she's connected to the witness, they don't trust her anymore. Yeah. No. Why would you? And, you know, they're not going to trust Cole either. So they were doing the attack plan to find the witness. And they have Jennifer and everybody else back there. Mm-hmm. Deacon kills everybody. Yeah. The even the, the women who were taken there who didn't want to be there. Deacon well, Jennifer didn't want to. Well, I don't think the girls that were taken there had anything to do with anything. I mean, Deacon exactly. in, he doesn't care. He's like, they could be, they could not be. I don't care. I'm gonna take them out. So, I think Deacon is very much like Jones that way. Right. Like, why? Why take chances? Uh, well, he was a member of the uh, the West Three anyhow. He, they killed right. people before. Why grow a conscience now? It's even a bigger plan now to take everybody else out. Right. Uh, Jennifer meets the witness, and there's this weird time thing going on with them. Yes. Like, that was really cool. They had their whole primary meeting of the minds. Yeah. 
And it was interesting that the witness didn't know what the Titan symbol was. Mm-hmm. And these are symbols that um, we've seen Jennifer draw stuff like that, these weird symbols. And she had her flashbacks and stuff. And so he doesn't know what the symbols are, but she draws them. So where does that come from? Well, remember, he's being raised outside of time, plus he's a primary. So, like, different things are coming to him when they come to him. But they're also going to Jennifer, too. And she doesn't know what they Oh, are. yeah. So she's kind of seen more of those. And, yeah. Yeah, there's a larger piece. And he tells her that she's important. Mm-hmm. Because she is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hannah is a brutal fighter, like we said before. Uh-huh. And we have the fight between Magnolia and Cassie, mm-hmm. which is the best thing ever because Cassie I was hits. a little mad because uh, Cassie seemed to have forgotten everything that she learned from Ramsey. Well, she was I don't, getting her butt kicked. Well, she walked into it and Magnolia kicked her like 20 feet down the road. I mean, it was a flat out kick. However, she learned the stuff she learned from Deacon because, you know, she uses, she hits the terminate button. She knew about that. Which oh, yeah. Totally takes out Magnolia, and now she's gone. No one so can go back. Is she gone for good? No more resets for her. No one else went back to reset time. Okay, good. There's <laughs> no one, none of the other messengers went to reset time, even the one who left with the witness. I don't, I don't think he liked her influence on him. Well, on, he did, um, on Ethan. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally agreeing with you because he didn't go back and reset time for anybody, he just took yeah. him and left. Good. But Cole couldn't take out the witness. No, he tried. He, he really did, tried. Yeah, and he, he the one thing he does do is tell him what his name is. Your name's Ethan. Oh, and I want it so bad for him to say a boy has no name. Oh God. <laughs> you didn't think that too. He's like, Your name is Ethan. A boy, a boy has, has no, name. no name. A boy is a witness. Oh. <laughs> no? Game okay, of, fine. Get, it was get, just me. Game of Thrones reference there, people. Just <laughs> so you know. Boy, yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That's all I oh, got. Oh, oh, so um, one thing we didn't say um, during the meeting with uh, Ethan and Jennifer, when he told her, he said, you will be the best of us all. Like the best primary? The best what? What is it? Yes, What's the, happening? The best of us. I don't know. I, I have no idea where to go with that. None whatsoever. Other than uh, Jennifer is a very important part. Oh, for sure. Uh, How's this tie in with future Jennifer? Who we see die? I don't know. Will that still tie in with future Jennifer who we see die? Cause and cause effect? I have no idea. And so the 12 monkeys, 12 of the monkeys are, they're they're dead now. So do they go and look for more monkeys? I, I don't know. If at one point in time, future Jennifer will come back and say, all this has happened before and will happen again, I'd be so happy. <laughs> oh, so say we all. So say we all. Yeah. Oh. So um, before we wrap things up, Deacon, of course, he figures out the truth thanks to Cole. And he tries to take them out. And uh, I love Whitley. He's yeah. been there since the beginning. So he comes in. He's like, what is happening here? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um and Cassie and Cole are like, we're not coming back with you. Um, just leave us alone. Don't follow us. We've got this. We're going to take care of this. It's a family issue. And he's probably like, oh, family issue. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. No one told me this. What? Shut right. up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, so 
uh, season finale tomorrow night, uh, Sunday. Uh, oh, it came so quickly, Brad. This season flew by. Yes, epi- it feels like it's been days. Yeah, episodes hours. eight, nine, and ten. Dun dun yeah. dun. Yeah, yeah. We're closing in a witness. I don't know what we got left for next year's season, but there's got to be something. Oh, for sure, something big is going to happen. I, like you said, I trust Terry. You know what? He, he's going to carry it home. I'm going with family. It's going to deal with family. Aww. I, everything on this show deals with family in one way or another. It's going yeah, to tie into somebody, and I don't know who. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we close out, from causality, one thing I forgot to mention, um, like Jennifer's diary. Mm-hmm. The fact that she would write down things that hadn't happened yet, not realizing that she did. Um, hashtag primary problems, and that's the reason why she always got caught and got grounded. Right. How awesome was that? Uh, I loved it, but how? Why didn't her mom notice that she's writing about stuff that hasn't happened yet, and, and it happens? I mean, it's uh, maybe she did, and that's why she tried to drown her because she thought she was a witch. Uh, good point. Good. I like what you're thinking on that one. I'm saying. All right. Anything else? No, I just can't wait to see how this ends. All right, yeah. Totally. Wild. Uh, yeah, hit purefandom.com. Check us out over there. Check out some of our other podcasts. We got all sorts of stuff out there. Um, you can find us there. Just look for Brad and Court Talk, and we're there. And we'll be back tomorrow for the uh, season finale of this one. So until next time, I think we're on our own. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.